Hello and welcome to the Master Key Podcast, where we help you unlock your original design so that you can live in the fullness of your destiny. Today on the podcast, Dennis is interviewed by our friend Larry Pearson to discuss Dennis's latest apostolic word for the significant season we're in. For more information and other resources, please visit us at masterkey.guide. When I hear dreams coming from you, it's like it's got a well, obviously, because of the office you carry and for the anointing that's on you and the mandate design, that there's a foundational paradigm um, power upon it of the spirit of Christ to adjust, you know, to equip the saints is to, in a sense, a chiropractic adjustment of the heart, of the mind, of the body type of thing. Mm-hmm. So when your dreams come through, which tonight, I, I think that this is mostly about that one of them or a couple of them. get ready people that for an adjustment (laughs) you know dr dennis the chiropractor the (laughs) the apostolic leader if you believe you know if you receive apostle in the name of an apostle you'll receive the gift and the reward which which i can testify we can testify there have been so many paradigms adjustment of foundational issues foundational understandings of of the kingdom understandings of the father understandings of the holy spirit the gifts and all that stuff so i really do honor christ on you dennis you've paid the price you have pioneered you have you have paved the way to really um unlock the gift of honor in the in the body you have carried the gift of honor to the church to leaders to the body and to whosoever's open Well, thank you, Larry. Uh, You know, I received dreams and visions from the time I was very young. And in the early years, I didn't know how to interpret them, but they came regularly. And some of them weren't positive. Some of them showed negative things happening. And I would tell people around me, oh, no, I had another dream and this and this happened. And sure enough, two or three weeks later, the very things I saw in the dream would come to pass. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know, Larry, is that I was called to be an intercessor. And God was actually giving me warning dreams. And Mm -hmm. they were blueprints for prayer. But I didn't know that. I thought if I received a dream from God, it was kind of carved in stone and it was bound to happen and and Mm -hmm. i got so that i didn't even want to see the dreams because they were so troubling but then somebody helped me understand that with the weapons of our warfare and through the gifts of the spirit and other tools that we have we can change the outcome of those dreams we can turn the bad things around we can stand in the gap we can rebuke the enemy and we can stop the enemy's plan be before he does it instead of cleaning up the messes afterwards so when i discovered that i became very diligent in uh, stewarding my dreams and i learned how to interpret them and then not only that i learned how to interpret other people's dreams and so now i literally get bombarded with hundreds of dreams regularly from people uh, to help them discern what the lord is saying and then those dreams turn into sermons and messages because my teaching ministry is largely born out of these revelations that I've had, Mm. you know, in the spirit and from the word. Yeah. Amazing. And I, and I've again, partook of your interpretation that, you know, the gift of interpretation that you carry is again, governmental, 
it's apostolic, it's, it's, it's fatherly, it helps adjust what needs to be adjusted at, at the moment of time. And, and, and in pivotal times, um, things have, you know, and, and yeah, your book, The Royal Priesthood has been um, incredible. I think you just um, did an upgrade of it um, recently. Yes, we republished it. Uh, We added three new chapters. We edited Mm. it. Uh, You know, it really um, has been a very wonderful bestseller uh, around the world. It's translated now into, I don't know, eight or ten different languages. And, you know, uh, there's a, a lot out there. But it has been a real tool to help equip tens of thousands of intercessors around the world. And and again, back to how the divine alignment takes hold. I met Dennis back in Belleville, where I used to live, um, in, in two hours east of Toronto. And that very weekend that he was doing a conference, he was launching his book. So it's amazing <laughs> how divine appointments and divine connections and divine alignment. And, and I really believe that even tonight can be a divine alignment for people that are hearing um, and and w- uh, witnessing what what's going to be said and stuff because it's timely. It's very we've been... very. Uh, you remember Bob Jones said many times before he went to heaven that um, it was the best of times. Yeah. It was the worst of times for those who are in alignment with God. It would be the best of times, and for those who are out of alignment with God, it would be the worst of times. Wow! I found that to be proven over and over, Larry. When people get into alignment with God, things just flow. Things click. Things work. But when they're out of alignment with God, maybe they're carrying unforgiveness or offense or judgments or whatever. Uh, When they're out of alignment with God, it is not the best of times times can be very difficult but uh, our message tonight really has to do with coming into alignment with a new season that I believe the Lord spoke to me about that the whole world is coming into after the pandemic and how we can be in alignment with God about that yeah yeah because I mean it's been so hard for so many people and it's it's for me I've watched how, you know, personally, but also corporately and different things, it exposes so much of our belief system. It's like, okay, what will I believe? And then you've got to, then you've got to sift through the, the miry clay of everything under the sun that's being said um, and being forwarded and, and, and emails and videos and everything else, because, you know, the quest to know truth is really powerful but what truth will you, will, you, will you align with truth or will you align with just information that on some levels can't even be really proven because, you know, what I love about you too is, is you're a man of the word, you love the word. And I love how, and I probably botched this, but you, you would say how you interpret the word. I think it was like, who's it saying, who's it saying to, who's the, who are they speaking to? And when is the time and all that stuff? There are three principles that about reading the word. Well, I think that sticks with the, the, the yeah. prophetic who's talking, who yeah. are they talking to yeah. and what is the context that they're talking in? Like what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. So those are three primary rules of scriptural interpretation. Yeah. Which was, which is powerful because it helps us sift through arguments and speculations and opinions 
And if we if we are, and especially in this time, it's like if we're only hearing and we fasten to opinions, we're going to be carried down rabbit holes that, in a sense, take us degrees away from he who is true, he who is the truth. And and that's what, you know, to me, a lot of um, a lot of belief systems were being harvested through this crazy time of in my own and, and in a lot of things like, OK, what will we believe? What report will I believe? And for me, when I first hit, you know, prophetically, it's like, oh, goodness, what is this, Lord? What? You know, nobody really had a, a, a thus saith the Lord. It was all on other stuff. And and but for me and, and, and through the whole thing, the image that I got was the story of Jesus in the bottom of the boat. And that all of the all of the disciples were on the top of the boat. They were frantic because of the storm. They were they were frantic because of everything else. And where was Jesus? He was in the bottom of the boat, in a sense, cuddled up to get, to Dad. And he was at peace. He wasn't frantic in a sense. He got up and did that rebuke in a sense because he was in peace the whole time. He was he was a carrier of peace because that's the realm he lived in. So for me, it was, I'm, I'm purposing to sink into the God of peace within me that will keep me through the storm. And the next one that really came recently, um, I think it's in Isaiah 29, 10, where it says the Lord sits enthroned above the flood. And so, so the flood that's covered the earth right now is all of this crazy virus and the information and the misinformation and everything, but the Lord sits enthroned above the flood and guess where we are. We're, we're at the right hand of him who sits above the flood enthroned and we're enthroned with him in heavenly realms. Yes. And, and, but does my heart really believe that does, is my heart persuaded of that or am i more persuaded with the with the superficial things that are going on and passing back and forth there's a baton you know back and forth of of all this information that does not lead me to more intimately knowing him who is peace yeah well larry i believe that um when we keep our minds stayed on him, he keeps us in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, all of us have been through quite a few storms in our lives, but yeah. he's been faithful in every one of them, Larry. I remember yeah. Y2K, which was blown out of proportion yeah. and everyone was, you know, freaking out, not everyone, but quite a few. Yeah. And uh, when it actually, you know, happened, it was a non-event it yep. was actually not even a blip on the radar mm -hmm. to quote Bob Jones. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that. so, you know, really we're told 366 times in the Bible to fear not, mm. be not yeah. afraid. That's yeah. one for every day of the year, including leap year. Mm. So there's good. never any good reason to fear other than the fear of the Lord. And, uh, this uh, encounter I had with the Lord, he started talking to me and he said, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Mm. And you, you can't really fear the Lord and have ungodly fear at the same time. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom mm. and the beginning of knowledge. 
And so I find the fear of God keeps Mm -hmm. me in right alignment with God. So then what else shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? If God be for us, you know, who can be against us? And so I just want to encourage everyone listening today. There's really no room for fear. Fear Mm -hmm. should have no place in our life. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And I have a message for the folks tonight, Larry, that Mm -hmm. I believe is full of hope, full of positive expectation and really very optimistic about the future. Amen. Yay. I like that. Well, so, so these predominantly came in two different dreams. I think it was that that's the foundation of it. Yes, actually I had a dream in January of 2020 about two weeks before the pandemic really broke loose. Mm -hmm. So no one knew about the pandemic. It wasn't on the news yet. Life was the way it used to be. And then I had this dream. And in this dream, um, I was speaking at a conference with some other leaders, and uh, it was a beautiful day, and it was a lunch break. And so we all went outside to sit on the grass and kind of have a picnic lunch. And it was nice and beautiful, and we're just fellowshipping and so on. I just casually looked over my right shoulder, and in the distance, I saw a humongous tsunami it must have been as tall as a 120-story building, wow. bigger than any I've ever seen in any disaster movies or anything. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. And it was coming so fast, there was no way we were going to avoid it. It was coming. And nobody n- knew it was coming. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was coming. And when I saw it, I pointed and I said, the wave, the wave. And I was trying to wake everybody up to the fact that something major was coming. In the dream, I knew that when the tsunami hit, everything on all seven mountains would change. You know, family, government, education, business, church, arts and entertainment, you know, uh, every one of the seven mountains would radically shift. And life as we knew it would not be the same. Mm. But then I heard an audible voice in the dream saying, you are going to be fine. And I didn't know if he meant me personally or if Mm -hmm. he meant, you know, this uh, company I work for Mm -hmm. that was at the conference in the dream or -hmm. whether he was speaking of the body of Christ. But uh, the assurance was I didn't need to be afraid. And so that dream came two weeks before the tsunami hit. And then as we've seen, everything has changed on all seven mountains. So uh, about two weeks ago, I had another encounter with the Lord, which I believe is the bookend on the other end of the tsunami. So the first dream was like the warning before it came. And now I'm hearing from the Lord this very encouraging word now, which I believe is bringing closure to that season that he was speaking to me about. So um, I was awakened, this would be maybe two weeks ago, at 3.40 a.m. exactly from a deep sleep and I'm wide awake. 
Now, uh, years ago, the Lord came to Bob Jones and told him in a vision, when you see the number 341, pay attention because I'm doing something awesome. Well, when the Lord woke me up at 3.40 a.m., I knew he was going to speak to me. So I quickly went to my prayer room and I had my you know, phone ready to take mm-hmm. dictation and whatever the Lord would have. So this was a visitation. This wasn't a dream. I wasn't mm-hmm. asleep. It was one hour long exactly. The Lord started speaking at 3.41, and he talked as fast as I could type into my phone uh, for a solid hour till 4.41. And I thought of the question he asked his disciples, could you not watch with me for one hour? I feel like Larry, in one hour, he downloaded a blueprint for the next season that the body of Christ is coming into. And uh, again, I typed as fast as I could. And so he started off by saying, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he was actually commending us that we had taken time, in fact, years of our lives, learning to listen to him, learning to revere and honor his word, not just being hearers of the word, but being doers. And, you know, we've gone, as you mentioned, around the world, preaching the gospel and mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. Uh, the sick and doing whatever God has given us to do. And, you know, when we're faithful with what he gives us, he gives us more. Mm-hmm. And so um, if someone listening today is kind of, snagged and not receiving fresh revelation, I would ask you, what have you done with the revelation God has already given you? Are you walking that out? Because it's unlikely that he's going to give you more if you're not stewarding well what he's already given you. So I felt very honored and I knew that uh, we were going to get a a glimpse into the future. And uh, I had a fresh Uh, appreciation for the spirit of revelation and for the fear of the Lord. He started to tell me that the government was going to shift over onto his shoulders, Mm -hmm. that there's never been a time in the history of the world where there's been so much disillusionment and mistrust of nations towards their governments Mm -hmm. worldwide. We are in a crisis of confidence. Larry, in our lifetimes, you and I have never seen such a a lack of trust or Mm -hmm. confidence in the systems, in the government, in the policies, in the lawmakers, in the media. You know, who can you trust? It doesn't seem to matter who you're listening to. Five minutes later, someone else comes on and says exactly the opposite. And so we are in a critical time. And he said, because of this, the government is going to move onto his shoulders. And of the increase of his government, there would be no end. And then he said, we are in what I'm calling the post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. said we're in the post-traumatic stress disorder what he meant was we're in a season of disorder because Mm. of the pandemic globally Mm. but we are post-trauma 
In other words, the pandemic is basically over. In the same way the tsunami dream indicated something that was coming very fast, this visitation told me that the pandemic now is basically over. It's post-trauma, and we're in the stress disorder. We've got disorder to clean up. That's what we're in right now is cleaning up all of the, you know, disarray and confusion and everything that we've been in for a year and a half. So he said there could not be the full transfer of wealth that we've been hearing about for 25 years until there was a transfer of the government to his shoulders. And that made so much sense to me. You know, we've been hearing so much about the transfer of wealth from the hands of the wicked to the hands of the just. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really happened in large amounts yet. We're believing for that. He said, had it come before this transfer of the government to his shoulders, existing corrupt governments would have taxed it, would have you know, uh, distributed it in ungodly ways to finance ungodly endeavors, and and it would have been wrongly used. So he said the government has to be on his shoulders, and then the full transfer of wealth would come. And that couldn't happen until there was the transfer of authority to his shoulders. So I was uh, very, very encouraged by that. Then he began to talk to me about personal sovereignty. Mm, This is a really big deal with the Lord, Larry. Many Christians are convinced that God is sovereign. They Mm. believe in the sovereignty of God. Mm. In fact, I don't know of too many Christians that don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. But if you believe in the sovereignty of God, You must, at the very same time, then, believe in the sovereignty of man, because man is created in the image of God and after his likeness. And if God is sovereign and he has a free will, then man also must be sovereign and must have a free will, that man has a jurisdiction over a certain sphere, just like God has jurisdiction over a certain sphere. Now, of course, God is the creator of the whole universe, and he is sovereign over everything. But um, he has given man dominion Mm -hmm. on the earth, and every one of us has a sphere of authority that we are responsible for. Paul said, I will not go beyond the metron, is the Greek word, the sphere of my authority. And the psalm says, uh, the heavens belong to God, but the earth has he given to the Mm -hmm. children of men. You and I, Larry, are supposed to be reigning on this earth as kings and priests. We are supposed to be showing this earth earth and creation here on the earth what a ruler what a king what a priest Mm -hmm. actually looks like because that's the nature and image of god that we carry does that make sense oh absolutely it does 
now to just be able to bring it in with the spirit of wisdom to appropriate it again, persuading the heart. A couple of things as, as we go through this is like, for me, if the government is going to be on his shoulders and then things can transfer that denotes to me, it's like, obviously the, the government has been on our effort and our works, our understanding and our effort, which, you know, I'm learning that, that self-effort produces chaos, hardship, toil, and annoyance, the, the, the knowledge of good and evil, the evil there is chaos, hardship, toil, and, and annoyance. So, something's got to transfer from us and in a sense, the old era. And I've been feeling this prophetically quite a, quite a, quite a while now is that the transition of era, the era is, you know, when we know this and we're not against leaders at all, but it's been kind of like the one man show and, and, and the one leader you know, is, 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 is the CEO model of everything. Larry, that's exactly what he said to me. And he used Donald Trump as an Mm. example. He said, you have Donald Trump who led the U S for four years, you know, with personal sovereignty. He was his own person. He wasn't, you know, owned by some other hidden uh, Mm -hmm. party or you know he was his own man making his own choices and really as best he could for where he was at the time trying to please God and that was good the Lord said but that's not what he was talking about he actually said if you have a nation of slaves like Israel in Egypt and you have one charismatic leader like Moses You know, you can do some good. You can lead the people out into the wilderness and kind of go on a journey. But he said, uh, a king leading a nation of kings is very different than a king leading a nation of slaves. And what he was saying is it's no longer going to be one or two anointed, you know, visionaries like Donald Trump or whomever. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. said it's going to be a nation of kings and priests that all of us, Larry, are going to stand up in our own authority, in Mm. our own sphere, in our own homes, with our own families, in our own careers, in our own Mm. ministries, and we all are going to bring the kingdom of God. And Christ in us is going to rise up en masse, Mm. like uh, corporately, not just a few anointed Mm. ones. But yeah. the whole body, this giant, the sleeping giant. Yeah. And uh, he said to me that there are um, apostles and prophets who have been hidden in yeah. caves, kind of like David, when Saul was ruling and pursuing David to kill mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the apostles and prophets have been hidden in obscurity, but they are coming out now. Come the on. pandemic is over. They're going to come out and they're going to be revealed and the government that is upon his shoulders Mm -hmm. is going to be expressed through this new breed of leader i'm talking about apostles and prophets who do not love their own lives even unto death but will stand up 
in the marketplace, mm -hmm. in the courtroom, mm -hmm. in the political arena, in the halls of business, wherever, Amen. in education, and they will declare the truth, and the kingdom will come through his apostles and prophets who have the fear of man burned out of them, Amen. who are now immune to the Antichrist agenda of Amen. false governments, false authorities, false pandemics, false uh, news reporting, false media, or anything false. And these kings are not going to bow down, Larry, to the ungodly agendas of the corrupt governors or rulers or media people or bankers or anyone else, because he will have a nation of kings and priests, in fact, around the world. And then he started talking to me about the crown of righteousness mm -hmm. that we all have, Larry. We're mm -hmm. all given a crown of righteousness. And you know what we will do with those crowns? We will cast them at his Amen. feet. And we will put our authority under his authority. And there will be no fear, Larry. There will be no timidity. There will be no double-mindedness. There will be no, you know, wavering and, and drawing back and, and, you know, that kind of thing. We're going to cast our crowns at his feet. In fact, we will crown him with many crowns. Yes. And in the visitation, I could hear that hymn, crown him with many crowns. It's not just Trump. It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, Stephen Harper or whomever. Yeah. It's all of us, Larry. It's mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And what will they do with an army? army of fearless believers who are not afraid of anything, including their own lives. How will they suppress us? How will they enslave us? How will they enforce their antichrist agendas that want to rewrite uh, history as we know it? It's not going to happen, Larry. Amen, and the amen. Lord said, this new season we're coming into post-trauma will not be a transformation. It will not be a, uh, a revelation or a um, revival. Yeah. He said it will be a recreation. It will be as it was in the days of Noah, that the Lord who has the government now will be recreating things on all seven mountains wow. that, you know, it's not just going to be returning to the way we used to do school or the way we used to do church or the way we used to do yep. business. Look yep. For a recreation. Uh, the Bible says old things are passing away. Behold, everything is becoming new. Jesus said, mm -hmm. behold, mm -hmm. I make all things new. We've seen what the government of man can do and the mess. I don't know a single event in history that has been more messed up by government than yeah. this pandemic. I don't mean to sound accusatory or negative against the government i'm not that mm -hmm. way but i just have to say you know the confusion the, mm -hmm. the mishandling the false information the fear-mongering like it has been yeah. just unbelievable well we are in a change of season larry and some people are familiar with the seven mountain dreams that mm -hmm. bill bright and lauren cunningham had and they they talk about the seven mountains but at the end of their dream 
a mighty mountain rose up behind yes. the seven mountains and overshadowed all of the seven mountains. And that was the kingdom. Yeah. And that's what's coming, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord was telling me that the mountain of the Lord, it says in the Old Testament, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord shall arise and shall overshadow all the other mountains. It's wow. not business as usual. If you are a leader on any one or more of the seven mountains, get ready because God wants to do a recreation through anointed men and women who are not locked in the box of this is the way we've always done it. This is the way it has to be done. There's going to be a wave of creativity and vision and yeah. um, uh, uh, inspiration that's going to sweep across all seven mountains as the shadow of the mountain of the kingdom yeah. is revealed. And God's kingdom is coming, Larry. Yeah. His kingdom is coming and his will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the glory of God is going to cover the earth in all nations, on all flesh, Larry, his spirit will be poured out Amen. on all flesh and all nations will see that the Lord shall come suddenly, suddenly to yep. his temple yep. and the government shall be on his shoulders and every nation will see it. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory wow. of God. These were wow. some of the things he was telling me in the vision, <laughs> in the visitation, I should say. Wow. Wow. What, <clears throat> what um, yeah, kind of numb by, by the breath of the voice of one, you know, it says in Isaiah 29, one of my life verses, the voice of the Lord thunders. And my prayer is that everybody that hears out there, hear the thundering voice behind the voice of Dennis Weedrick, the son, the father, the author, hear the voice of the one that's thundering, Larry. that a new recreation is coming, that, that something from the realm, not from the mind of man, not from the realm of man, not from the realm of churchianity, not from the realm of the temporal, but from the realm that where he already governs, something is coming but can we hear or are, are our hope meters down? Or is your hope deferred because you've heard all this before? You've heard it. You've heard, yeah, okay, change the channel. I want something new. I need to be titillized a bit, a little bit more of this, this. No, hear what I hear is the voice of the father through Dennis pointing the way to, in a sense, relay, relaying foundational path, a foundational path for a holy nation of kingly priests, a Mary, holy nation. We I are a know. holy nation. So I, issuing the call, issuing the heart cry out of the rubble of the trouble, the yeah. voice of one crying in the wilderness, the wilderness of the mind of man, the wilderness of, of putting too much confidence in the flesh, putting too much confidence in the government of man, putting too much confidence yes. in systems and agendas yes. and regimes of man. But the voice of 
one from the heavens is trumpeting, bringing forth, will you have ears to hear? Will you dare to believe him? Don't believe us. Can you hear him? If you are a sheep, you will hear his voice that something new is coming. Something new of him within us is appearing for them that won't stay asleep in, 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 in the tyrannical trouble that we're all in. Larry, you have no idea what you just said. You're <laughs> preaching the next part of what Jesus said in the visitation. No. Because he actually started quoting, I believe it's from Hebrews chapter 12, you know, see to it that you pay heed to the voice mm. that is speaking to you from heaven. Come on. Because wow. if they did not listen to the voice that spoke from earth, how much mm. more should you listen to the voice that speaks to you from heaven? That's what he said. Wow. And then I looked up the verse, I believe it's Hebrews 12, and mm. it talks about, you know, everything shaken that can yep. be shaken yep. and quakings yep. and, you know, the, the judgment of God. And then it says, our God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. And that's when he told me that the fire of God is going to come and consume the rubble of the pandemic. Wow. You talked about <laughs> what, what the trouble of the rubble or something yeah, like yeah. that. It was exactly what he wow. was telling to me, Larry. The prophet is confirming what wow. the apostle is saying right out of your mouth. Wow. You know? yeah, and God. it was right in sequence, Larry. Mm-hmm. That was the next thing he spoke from Hebrews about not resisting the voice that speaks from heaven. And that the consuming fire is going to consume the rubble of this past season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God's consuming fire, you know, it, it licks up the wood and yeah, the stones yeah, and the yeah. water and everything. So, so much so that he's going to make everything new. And do you think it could be possible that as, as it was in the day of Noah, the new creation that came forth after the flood would be so new, so completely uh, purged by the fire of God that we would barely remember the pandemic? Wow. Do you think that could be? Only I by an operation. On, only by a supernatural unction from above because it's got to be that much of a breath of, of, of from heaven to a people so that we won't stay plugged into fear. We won't stay plugged into what am I going to do? What are we, you know, the sky is falling, the, you know, the vaccine, this, 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 and this, if we continue to behold that here, it is like, if we empower what we behold. So will we let go of the grip of of the the voice of the world the voice of the flesh the voice and will we allow the spirit to detangle our hearts and minds so that we can be repositioned for something completely new something completely him to awaken us and and the thing is for me i've had to allow him to reframe it because in my revival culture, and I love the, the good and all of it, but the revival culture almost unknowingly programmed me for looking for something out here, mm-hmm. 
not knowing that the kingdom is within us, Dennis. The kingdom, the rule of love himself is already in us, and it's appearing, and it's growing, and he's growing, and he's growing. The rule and reign of love almighty, that's what I keep seeing, is like, he is to me love almighty, the creator of all things. He is the father of love, and he's already fully in me. He's yet not, I've not yet fully been no longer distracted by the world, the flesh or the enemy and getting my full attention. Like you said earlier, they, that the, their mind is fixed on him, fixed on him, where in a revival meeting, in a, in a, in another conference, no fixed on him within the Christ yeah. in you believer, yeah. the Christ yeah. in we, the kingdom Christ in we, the holy nation yeah. Christ in we, the Royal priesthood rising from the ashes. And I remember the word, um, I had this word back probably 2008, 2009, maybe even earlier that I saw, and I heard the Nabe prophet came up out of me saying, um, it's time to come out of your cave and find the path for where you reign. So here, all these years later, and it's always been like that, the prophetic has been a telescope for me, but it's now time that he's reminding me that he's, he's saying, bring yourself into remembrance, Larry, because you already, I already prophesied through you that we are coming out of the cave church. We are coming out of the cave believer or or struggling one so that we can awaken to what he's already purposed to put in you awaken in you that you are joint heir with the king of the universe you know larry as he was talking i was typing as fast as i could into my phone where i take my notes and uh while i was doing that my phone dinged to indicate that I had received an email. And he told me to open the email, which I did. And when I opened it, it was an email advertising a webinar coming up in Ontario regarding an absolute change in attitude of the body of Christ towards the corrupt world government and that it was time that we can no longer continue to submit to the lies and the antichrist agenda this ad came up on my phone right in the middle this is at 3 30 a.m and he told me to look at it and i looked at it and that's what the whole message was that we are getting free larry from these false antichrist systems from Mm -hmm. the babylonian systems and the egypt world system and the you know uh all those false governmental systems so that his government shall Mm -hmm. fill the earth and we will see his rule and reign. Larry, it was breathtaking. I could hardly, first of all, keep up. And Mm -hmm. secondly, like get my head around what he was saying. Wow. Wow. I love how, you know, he reveals these secrets so that we can lay hold of. And I remember leaders saying this is like, okay, and where I've had to, again, make sure and, 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 and assess my heart. He said, many believe him, believe in him, but will we believe him? It's yes. like, will you, will you believe what we're hearing right now, that it's coming from heaven, that it was revelation from heaven to help adjust the body, reposition for repossession for recreation? Yes, 
recreation that's the word larry and if god could do it in the days of noah under a lesser covenant with lesser promises and uh, a lesser you know grace in Mm -hmm. the old covenant Mm -hmm. he can do it in the new covenant and i do believe um you know this is a new day there is a uh a um expression of the kingdom we've not seen before larry in fullness we saw it in a measure in jesus but again that was one anointed man what will happen when we get the whole body of christ up and functioning as kings and priests wow 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 in the expanse of his kingdom there shall be no end right so with this has the Lord given you any kind of strategy? I know he's, he's got mechanisms on you. He's got strategies to, in a sense, position the heart for, for possessing that and appropriating it. It's like, what, yes. what, what would the body, for the first time hearing this, what would be the fatherly counsel? Yes. Larry, you already just spoke it just this minute. The preparation of the heart. That is my answer. God is aligning our hearts with what he's doing now. And that it's the preparation of the heart. So no fear. Mm -hmm. We've been immunized, Larry, against the fear of man and the fear of ungodly government. And Mm -hmm. I'm part of a number of prayer groups where we have regularly in Alberta, you know, 150 apostles, prophets, pastors, and business leaders on a Zoom call regularly praying for the government, Mm. uh, saying no to the Antichrist, you know, laws that are being passed. And like the Ecclesia, Larry, is being mobilized like never before. But it's the immunization of the heart. The church is rising up and we're no longer entertaining the fear of man. If Caesar says, you cannot preach or teach in the name of Jesus, we're going to respond like the apostles in the book of Acts and say, whether we should obey God or man, Mm -hmm. you tell us. And we've already decided what we're going to do, Larry. We're going Mm -hmm. to obey God. And if they say we can't preach the word in our churches, we can't teach certain things, we can't go certain places and exercise our rights and freedoms as Canadians or Americans Mm -hmm. or whatever we are, uh, you know, we're not putting up with that. Uh, We blindly as slaves bow down to the false Mm. leadership of many governments in this past season. Well, a number of us got immune to that. And we're not doing that anymore, Larry. And I don't think you'll ever see whole populations coming under the suppression and um, like domination of governments who are overreaching. We've Mm -hmm. seen too much damage. We've seen the negative effects on our children, on our marriages, on our businesses, on our cities, on, you know, uh, the suicide rate, like the the fruit of this has been devastating. And I'm saying, Larry, never again, never again, we will never feel the lash of Pharaoh's whips on our back as a nation of slaves ever again. Mm, Amen. Amen. So be it, God. (laughs) Wow. So 
Yeah. I guess for me, just feeling impressed too, because, you know, some people might not know, but you're definitely a pioneer in the intercessory aspect of identification, repentance of, of, in a sense, the ministry of Christ who was, who hung on a cross in, in, in identification as, as humanity, um, you know, identification, repentance. So do you feel like there's a, something fresh coming on the intercessory movement that in a sense um, gets an upgrade to be the air force so that it dismantles the ground, it, it dismantles things so that the ground troops, because to me, there's always been the air force and the foot soldiers aspect, those that are prophetic or governmental intercessors in the spirit and the foot soldiers that need to go out and, and not one is more important, but all hands on deck. Absolutely. But know who you are and know where you're positioned yeah. yes. and, 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 and honor who is a, who's air force and who's, who's foot yes. soldiers. And we don't compete with one another, but, but can there be a unification of those two camps, those two, cause we're all family, but the anointings are different. The functionalities are yes. different and we honor the function of Christ in the air force as an intercessor, but we also understand that people like, you know, Derek Snyder that, that are manning troops to, to, in a sense, go out and help disciple the nations. Yes. Very good question, Larry. Uh, and I would point you to a scene in heaven in revelation chapter five and John is crying out, you know, uh, like who's going to lose the, the seals and who's going to mm -hmm. read what's written on the scroll and all of that. And it said there was none found worthy. And then the voice said, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has been found worthy. And then John looked and there seated on the throne was not a lion, yeah. but a lamb. And there's the answer, Larry. At one time, Jesus manifests as the lamb the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But then in the very next breath, he manifests as the lion of the tribe of Judah. For the last 25 or 30 years, the Lamb has been revealed to the body of Christ as the great intercessor. I've been going all around the world over and over, teaching in many languages the message of the Lamb who... Uh, applies his blood to the doorposts mm -hmm. so that the angel of death will pass over. We've taught that everywhere. And that's how a nation of slaves is actually set free. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the lamb has to be complemented by the lion. And just mm -hmm. in your background there, Larry, as mm -hmm. we're looking at you to your right, is the lion of the tribe of Judah, whose name is Jesus. And there's a time of weeping and there's a time of rejoicing. There's a time of, you know, repentance and, and uh, intercession. And there's a time of war and there's a time of proclaiming and declaring. And so, Larry, we are moving forward. And just like in Revelation 5, one minute it's the lamb, the yeah. next minute it's the lion, the yeah. next minute it's yeah. the lamb yeah. and yeah. the lion. And we're going to see both happening simultaneously. So the intercessors will be in heavenly places, mm -hmm. uh, seated with Christ far above mm -hmm. doing the intercession 
while the ground troops are boldly going in and occupying and possessing the land. So my answer is, Larry, both and, both and, the lion and the lamb, the A and the Z, the alpha and the omega. It's all going to be there in this season, Larry. And whatever's necessary, if it's weeping, repentance, and, you know, uh, humility, then that's what we will do. If it's Mm -hmm. boldness, warfare, and declaration, then Mm -hmm. that's what we will do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Ah. See, that's why I love hanging out with you, Dennis. You just kind of, you know, we, we, we always come to the conclusion God feeds us. He puts out a banquet that we can gain understanding. And hopefully, as people are hearing this, uh, there's my lovely, blessed one. <laughs> hopefully, as people are hearing this, that they will actually identify the different functionalities of christ because it isn't one superior of the other it's like what's the functionality what's your primary um flow right now lord are you the lion are you the lamb in this situation in this context individually corporately regionally nationally you know jesus shocked his disciples one day when he started talking about john the baptist and he said of everyone born of woman Mm -hmm. There's none greater than John of any man ever born of woman. Now, John, of course, was in the old covenant. You know, he was a part of the old covenant who was called to prepare the way of the Lord, Jesus, who's bringing the new covenant. But Jesus went on to say, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. And I'm speaking to every person here listening, Larry. I don't care what mountain they function on. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how long they've been a Christian. I don't care how much of the Bible they know. Of course I care, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm saying is the least in the kingdom of God is greater than the greatest man born of woman under the law and that's all of us and when we start rising up as bob jones used to teach about gulliver you know gulliver's travels and the sleeping giant Mm -hmm. if this church that's been tied down by little people with little little vision and little faith the lilliputians if you remember if this giant ever rises up the world will never be the same well guess what he's rising up and he's not Amen. going to take it anymore. <laughs> so I have a question. Yes. Yes. It's it's um in the very beginning of this message, you started off basically saying that the Lord reveals his secrets to those who have the fear of the Lord. Yes. And I know that it's a simple, basic question, but I really felt prompted of the Holy Spirit to ask you, um, what is what is the fear of the Lord? Because I think it is so critical in this time if we're to step into what he's calling us to as kings and priests yes. and we're to come into alignment with him, the fear of the Lord is important. Yes. But I know that there's confusion about what that is in the body of Christ. Yes. So 
You know, my sisters are horse lovers and they used to raise and train horses. And you might know that, you know, a horse goes through what we call a breaking process Mm -hmm. where the trainer has to put the horse through its paces, but the horse has a, an independent will, so to speak. He wants to do his own thing. And so the trainer actually has to break. We call it breaking the horse. There has to be a breaking of that will. And Jesus talked about we either fall on the rock and are broken. That's kind of the easier way. Or the rock falls on us and we are ground to powder, which is the harder way. Either way, Jacqueline, we need to be broken. So the fear of the Lord is the result of that breaking process. I fell on the rock one day and I was broken beyond repair. I knew that I would walk the rest of my life like Jacob with a limp. I would never be the same again. I was broken. And what that meant was I didn't have it in my will to rise up and resist God anymore. I I automatically would say, Lord, whatever you want, I say yes. My will was broken. And from that day forward, the fear of the Lord has been my companion. And I would no more rise up in rebellion against God than throw myself off a cliff. Like that would just be stupid because I've tasted the breaking of the Lord. And once you're broken, you know, all the king's horses and all the king's men can't put Humpty together again. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much oh. for that incredible answer. I know that it, it needed mm. to be said. That's oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I use high-level theology like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets Everybody. across. <laughs> I want to impress all the theologians listening. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. like Bob Jones used to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Confound the wise. Wow. So, Thank you. Yeah, this has just been such a, a banquet of, of, of plenty. And so any final thoughts, um, admonishments um, for those that are hearing this and, and assimilating it, meditate on it, ears to hear, Dad. Yes. To him who overcomes, will I grant to sit with me on my throne? And he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. That promise is quoted over and over in the Bible. I think to every one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation was given that promise. I believe that your listeners today, Larry, are overcomers. And that they're called to rule and reign. And some of them might be like Jonathan, where they're making the decision. Am I going to align with David? and go into the new thing that's coming, where Jesus is seated on the throne of David? Or am I going to stay with the old, align with Saul's house, and eventually fall on my sword and die? Which am I going to do? Well, I've made my choice, Larry. I know which camp I'm going after. I'm leaving all and following the greater David, who's Jesus, 
in this kingdom adventure that we're all on. And that's the invitation for everyone. And then I believe that we will reign with him and he will, you know, the wealth will be ours. The influence will be ours. The airwaves will be ours. The political courts will be ours. You know, the marketplace will be ours and we will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And we haven't seen it all yet but it's coming and I can feel it and I can smell it and I can hear the sound of it. And it's getting very close, Larry. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I can definitely, I think very many intercessory revelatory camp people, we feel something, something good is about to appear. Something good has to come out of all of this crazy because we don't have a, we don't have a, a, a sleeping God. Our God is fully awake. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. And yeah. And wow. so here's a, a spiritual principle that I believe does not change, Larry. In our weakness, hmm. God's strength is made perfect. Yes. Has the world ever been weaker, Larry? Have we ever been more uh, mistrusting of man's governments? Hmm. Has the economy ever been globally in more disarray? Has there ever been more debt? Has there ever been more confusion? Has there ever been more uh, just bewilderment? I don't know a time. Maybe in the First and Second World War, right. that might have been another time. But this is a world war of a different kind, mm-hmm. but the implications are just as great, if not greater, because we're seeing life as we know it. And even the foundations of Judeo-Christian thought yeah. being eroded before our eyes. Well, this has to turn around and yeah. it will be our generation, <clears throat> this generation that's here now, that's going to do that, I believe so. I can't think of another time in history I'd rather be alive. And I quote uh, Winston Churchill often, this could be our finest hour. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Let it be. So, Lord, I just want to bless this time. I want to pray a blessing on all the ears that hear this, view this. Lord, I bless you, wonderful Holy Spirit, to be loose like a flood, like a, like a, a tidal wave of revelation, a tidal wave of, of, of edification, a tidal wave of comfort and a tidal wave, a tidal wave of revelation of the living hope that our King reigns above the flood, that you, Jesus, you are reigning above any flood and we are in you. You are in us. Father, I pray that you would open the eyes of our heart, that you would put the eye salve upon the eyes of the heart that need, that would wash away and displace any fear of man, any fear of evil, any fear of of sickness and, and whatever. Lord, I'm asking that you would come in your magnificent, omnipotent name and bless your people. Bless them to come out of the cave come out of the cave of intimidation, come out of the cave of, of fear and intimidation, come out of the cave of, of putting too much confidence in man. But I, I bless you and I exhort you and compel you to put your 
trust again in the living God, not in a system, not in a church Amen. system, but in but in the kingdom reality that's Amen. rising, the kingdom reality that's growing, that's advancing at a fast pace. I bless the heart of the body to come out of Babylon. I bless the body of Christ to awaken like Gulliver, to awaken as that that giant on the land on, on the land that that you would no longer um, be comfortable to sit and sleep in your slumber to, to come yes. out from among it and hear the voice of, of one crying in the wilderness to come out of the wilderness of the lesser base nature of mankind because you are not called to dwell in Babylon. You're not call, called to remain in exile but come out of exile the the prison door has been opened up the prison has been opened up because the keeper of the keys is the door himself jesus he has opened up your prison come out from among it come out from trusting in anything except he who is and he who is to appear on the scene Yes. very soon very large yes and lord we 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 invite you to to search out our hearts and see if there's any way in us that would impede search our hearts so that our heart would be ready to surrender our government yes. to yes. surrender our government of governing in self effort to surrender my 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 need to know how to control the outcome of this and that and them that your government could actually come and and rest upon rest upon the holy nation of believers rest upon the body wow mm -hmm. i'm remembering Again, Bob Jones poured so much into us. You remember the second half of, of the four pillar stuff is that he had that visitation and the audible voice because we were the, the royal pillow. Yes. And the feathers were the prayers of the saints. And I'm, I'm saying this over the body of Christ, because what he said is that the, the prayers of the saints are going into this royal pillow. And then he heard an audible voice in this visitation of this dream. It's like when the pillow was full of the prayers of the saints, then I will come and I will lay my head upon That's the right. region. That's and right. So, so the headship of Jesus is desiring to rest upon a body, rest yeah. upon us who are the ecclesia, rest upon us who are awake yes. and dare to believe. And the feathers started falling that day in the meetings, Larry. I remember. And he called on my birthday to tell <laughs> us every feather is a prayer. And when the pillow is full, then he will come and lay his head. Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That's not talking about Jesus didn't have a house and he was poverty stricken. That's not what that's talking about. Wow. He's talking about the government of heaven coming to earth. And he needs man on earth to agree with him, which wow. is why we pray, which is what the 
feathers represented. And that day, the feathers fell in the meetings and we collected them. Wow. Uh, what a... <laughs> <laughs> what an powerful time, Dennis. Thank you so, so, so much. Well, I had fun, Larry, and it was wonderful having a being a tag team with you. And you know, I think I saw the enemy limping out, and he had three black <laughs> eyes and two broken limbs, and you know, his <laughs> he looked pretty battered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, he's a defeated skunk that just hasn't got any more rule because because the body is waking up enough is enough the body is waking up it's not about it it isn't about physical buildings it's about organic the building of god the temple of god enough is enough we are what the i am says we are i am who i am says i am drop the mic everything else has to submit to that kingdom reality take it up with him not me This is my story, Larry, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, Thanks for having me on today. It's always yeah. great partnering with you and Jacqueline. It's a, it's a glorious time. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you'd like to connect or find other resources, please visit us at masterkey.guide.